Welcome to our third segment of this afternoon's program. It's Sunday, the 16th of May, 2021. Uh, it is now 2.23 p.m. in the studio, and I'm your host, Kieran Murdoch. Good afternoon. Uh, on this segment, we will be talking about nurses. Of course, this week, uh, we have celebrated Nurses Week, and very recently, we also celebrated Nurses Day. Uh, in uh, 2020 and 2021, uh, populations around the world have been reminded uh, very starkly about the important work that nurses do, and they've been on the forefront of the fight against COVID-19. Um, as I said, Nurses Week and Nurses Day is usually a time internationally where we take a moment to recognize the important and immeasurable work that they do. And on this segment, we've chosen to have a discussion where we're going to discuss some of the issues that are relevant to the nursing profession uh, in 2021. Uh, we are happy to be joined on this panel uh, by Miss Margaret Smith, who is the Principal Nursing Officer here in Antigua and Barbuda. Uh, good afternoon to you, Miss Margaret Smith. You, yes, if you could, uh, un you're, you're still muted on Zoom there, if you just unmute, we haven't heard you as yet. Okay, I'm so sorry. Lovely, we're, we're hearing you quite to clearly. you and to your listening audience. Uh, and we're also joined um, on Zoom by Miss Elnora Warner. She is, uh, she's actually the president of the Caribbean Nurses uh, Organization. Uh, good afternoon to you, Miss Elnora Warner. You, uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr. Murdoch, and good afternoon to your audience. Right, we're happy to have you. We were supposed to be joined by Ms. Jamela Francis, uh, president of the St. Kitts and Nevis Nurses Association, but uh, we are having some difficulty. We, we did intend to give her a call, uh, but we are having some difficulty reaching her. Uh, she did indicate initially when I had reached out that uh, her availability might have been a bit tight. Uh, so I'm uh, not sure if we will get her for this segment, but we'll proceed as usual. Uh, I actually do want to let our listeners know that... Um, uh, the phone line will be open on, and the WhatsApp board will be open on this occasion, uh, just in case any of our listeners uh, and those, of course, who regularly WhatsApp us um, want to offer any messages of thanks, any messages of gratitude, any messages to, to, to nurses as we have a discussion in uh, recognition of uh, Nurses Week and Nurses Day and uh, the important work of our nurses uh, in Antigua and Barbuda, in the Caribbean and around the world. Um, Ms. Margaret Smith, um, I am... Just curious for your 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 feedback, your impression of what the last uh, year has been like uh, when we think of nurses in the profession. What has how would you characterize the last year? Um, well, I would say it was one of the most challenging years um, for me personally, and I know that it has been the case for many nurses throughout the country. Um, and of course, globally, uh, because of the pandemic, it, the year started out like any normal year. And then um, we heard about this um, outbreak of the um, COVID-19 disease in, in, uh, in China. And, um, and then it started spreading. And um, we started, of course, becoming more and more concerned about um, the possibility of it uh, reaching us here in, in, the, in the Caribbean, in our region, and of course in our country uh, as well. As the Chief Nursing Officer, of course, I would be um, very, uh, very much on the alert as to what the implications would be for us. And so um, we all started sort of a getting ready just in case. Um, eventually, when it started moving towards the West, 
Western countries and the way in which it was behaving in those countries such as Italy and the UK, we knew eventually it would have reached us here in Antigua and Barbuda. And when it in fact, in fact came in, and then we had the uptick and recognizing the um, you know, the tremendous anxiety that it was uh, creating amongst the general public and, of course, um, frontline workers and particularly nurses. Um, just like anybody else, you know, the level of anxiety was very high. And then when we began um, having pers getting persons who were very ill, who required hospitalization, the anxiety grew even higher. But preparing for it as a one of the chief uh, technicians, senior technicians in the Ministry of Health was, um, you know, quite stressful, getting all the protocols together um, for, uh, you know, throughout our health system and then assisting, um, you know, all of the other agencies to ensure that um, they had theirs in place, schools and hotels and um, all of the other agencies was tremendously stressful for us as technicians in the Ministry of Health. Um, having, you know, spending late hours, um, meetings, endless meeting, meetings throughout the day, um, getting the health professionals themselves prepared both at the primary care level and the secondary care level, and hearing the feedback coming from them at all levels of our healthcare system, recognizing the high level of anxiety that existed among them, um, as also recognizing that they being frontline workers, they would be required to be there uh, to provide care for persons. Uh, it was, it, it was tr tremendously extraordinary for all of us. And um, it was sustained throughout the year. Of course, it became even more so when we had, when we thought it was going to be uh, finished. Of course, everyone wanted the year to come to an end and we thought that 2021 was going to be different, but of course it was not so. And um, we would all recall uh, what happened in, in January up until early March, when we had, when we thought that it was dying down in the latter part of 20, uh, 2020, and then we, we saw that surge in January, which lasted right up until early March, um, that it, all, it, it again intensified uh, for us because we were having not only an increase in the number of cases, but um, as we all will recall, an increase in the number of deaths, people who were um, ill enough to require hospitalization. Uh, we started thinking about our capacity in our lone government hospital, uh, which would be required to care for most of those persons. It was a tremendous experience for all of us, I would say. Uh, and we are joined, uh, just let our listeners know, we are joined by Ms. Jamela Francis. She's the president of the St. Kitts and Nevis Nurses Association. Uh, Ms. Francis, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm well, good day, everyone. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, I'm going to jump back quickly to Ms. Elnora Warner, just to ask her uh, briefly your, your impression of the last year. W what has it been like, Ms. Elnora Warner? Okay, I would say it was one, again, that was great of great challenge to the nursing fraternity throughout the Caribbean region. And um, you could sense that sense of uh, urgent concern among nurses with the various messages and, and uh, call for advice and, and for uh, for, for call for words of advice coming in from the varying uh, 
um, fraternities around the region, you know, asking what obtains in your territory and getting feedback as to um, what is going on. And one of the things I, I would uh, advise nurses is that they are in fact, you know, or were in fact prepared in their training for such a time as this. Uh, there are, they, they, they have fundamentals, fundamental basic principles and guidelines for managing, you know, uh, uh, infectious uh, conditions um, for nursing patients during an, an infection outbreak, etc. We know that it's unusual, and so what we 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 have a foundation from where to start, and what we need to do is to look at and to assess the base. What do we have in place, and then what 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 else do we need? to shore up that base and to, to, to increase our capacity in order to, as it were, tackle the current situation, which of course would have been um, or have been um, exacerbated because of, you know, the pandemic um, situation. Right. And uh, Ms. Jamela Francis, um, give me an impression of what uh, the last year has been like in St. Kitts and Nevis, for example. Well, in St. Kitts, um, although it's been challenging for the nurses because of the staffing issue that we face, we have not really experienced COVID-19. Yes, we've had patients who were positive, but none of our patients were severely sick or hospitalized to the point where they needed to be ventilated. And we are grateful for that. We would have worked with the multidisciplinary um, faculty, all the different nurses and doctors and orderlies and the maids and the pharmacists and everybody worked so closely together along with the Ministry of Health that we were able to ward off most the the actual damage that would have come in to St. Kitts. The nurses were at the airport from 2019. I can recall coming in from the U.S. and right at the airport, the nurses were already there. At that point in time, it was not even a pandemic as yet. And the nurses were already at the forefront checking the patient, checking persons as they came into the, the port to ensure that we didn't have any ill persons with high temperatures, etc. And so, although I must say that we are challenged here in St. Kitts, we, we are actually not as, uh, you know, we, we don't have the impact as great as the other countries. Right. Uh, I'll just let our listeners know that uh, if you want to send in a, a WhatsApp message, the number to WhatsApp is 7259111. That's 7259111. Uh, if you want to call the board just to give a brief message to uh, to nurses who are listening, uh, that number is uh, 4622911 if you want to call. Uh, 4622911. Um, <coughs> coming back to you, Ms. Margaret Smith, um, in Antigua and Barbuda, uh, the... Uh, conditions that nurses have faced um, in terms of uh, working over the past year, um, uh, being on the forefront in terms of dealing with COVID-19. Um, of course, Nurses Week and uh, Nurses Day is a, is, a, is a time when we can stop and, and, and uh, question whether or not we are, are doing all that we can to, to be fair uh, uh, to our nursing professionals, uh, giving them what they deserve in terms of the work that they do. Um, do you have any concerns about the conditions that, that nurses uh, face on the job? 
I think that working conditions, um, the, the topic of working condition will always be an issue wherever and they, wherever you know one finds themselves uh, throughout the world and nurses throughout the world are of course are always concerned about nursing conditions is one of the areas of um, that uh, one looks at in terms of um, factors contributing to fa satisfaction with work the other of course being um, pay salary and of course resources um, these three factors all play a critical role in influencing the way an individual feel about their work and nursing and working conditions for nurses here in Antigua and Barbuda is um, has always been an area where we could um, see improvement um, in terms of the um, physical environment within which people work. Uh, which include the type of infrastructures that are available, the facilities within which people work, availability of basic things such as um, running uh, water, ventilation, um, furnishings, even security. As you know, the majority of our nurses are, um, are female, the large majority of them are female, and they have to work shifts, um, the 3 to 11 shift and the um, 11 to 7 shift pose the greatest uh, potential risk for safety. All of those are issues that, um, you know, that have all const have been uh, before us in terms of um, the physical environment within which our nurses have to work and which we will uh, continue to ensure that they are, you know, optimized as much as possible uh, to ensure that they have safe conditions, that the facilities, we do have some issues with some of the facilities, um, like some of our clinics, as you know, those who work in um, the community clinics, uh, we have had complaints, reports about the, um, the structures, etc. And as you would be aware that the ministry is in the progress of um, doing um, long outstanding repair work that has been needed uh, to be done. Um, they're being done little by little. As you know, recently we had the Cedar Grove Clinic, the Judges Health Clinic, the Parham Clinic and so on. All of these have um, seen tremendous improvement in the physical structure and the program continues to improve the actual facilities within which nurses work to ensure that um, as far as the structures within which they have to work, um, that they are as optimal as, um, as is possible. Um, the government does provide transportation for those who do not drive and so those who work on the, um, the late shifts, the 3 to 11 shift and the night shift to ensure that they are are not only picked up from their homes that is available uh, but that they would those who do not have transport that persons will be transported to their homes and to ensure that they um, get to work and get um, home from work safely we do have some um, improvement that we need to do in terms of um, some of the um, issues with water portable water availability in some areas because of the inconsistency with government water supply that is an area that i think that we can improve to ensure that we constantly have um, water available um, in some instances we have uh, catchments like um, cisterns and tanks available to ensure that whenever the government water supply is um, not available then 
those could be served as an alternative source of potable water for the staff to have. The other aspect of um, conditions of work is, of course, the psychological environment, which um, plays a very important role in the um, mental health, I think, to a large um, degree uh, of all healthcare workers, not only um, nurses. The issue of communication, um, skilled communication, um, collaboration and true collaboration involving um, uh, the nurses um, as much as possible in what is going on there as the uh, president of the association said that nurses are prepared and they prepared well um, in their education uh, they have knowledge and they have skills and therefore they can contribute to the plan of care etc and all of the things that uh, surround care delivery at all levels of our healthcare system. Mm. Effective decision making by our managers at all levels, um, staffing issues, sometimes that becomes a problem, but once um, uh, effective staffing uh, system is in place, then nurses are more likely to feel satisfied and more likely to go out to work. Meaningful recognition of those uh, who have um, committed themselves and work diligently at what they do. Um, that is an important thing also in terms of influencing the type of um, psychological mm -hmm. um, conditions under which um, uh, nurses work. And the um, most important thing as, as far as I'm concerned is the whole issue of leadership and authentic leadership, mm -hmm. uh, which is important by our, um, our managers um, throughout the, the organizations within the work, um, whether it be at the highest level at the ministry or at the departmental level, effective leadership is important to, um, you know, um, help in the whole area of motivation of our nurses to make them feel, um, you know, feel good about what they're doing. And of course, mm -hmm. one of them that I've left out is, of course, the, the working hours, flexible, having um, flexible working um, hours. I know that we have the three shifts. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> that we traditionally, that nurses have to work because, of course, they cover the entire 24-hour um, uh, um, being able, being available to provide patient care. But if we could um, ensure that that we allow for some flexibility uh, in the way they work, those who wish to work, uh, they, I mean, a shift that is more convenient to them, that is an area I think that we can. Um, um, see some improvement in making that available so that the nurses um, can feel uh, comfortable, especially those who Let me, um, have families, they may want yeah. to work a particular hour, a particular time. Let in, me bring back in Ms. Elnora Warner. Then that would be mm -hmm. helpful as well. Ms. Ms. Elnora Warner, I mean, we, we've just heard mentioned there the issue of, um, you know, uh, the psychological impact um, on an individual who is uh, who is a nurse, uh, you know, having to care for people and also being in in high stress environments where there there may be danger to to one's own uh, uh, personal health and safety. Uh, can you give me some uh, a sense of how uh, nurses cope uh, with that? You know, even in terms of meeting patient expectations uh, while working, not under always you know the the the, the, the best of circumstances. Yes. Yes. Uh, one of the, um, you know, the chief uh, complaint you hear um, uh, from the nurses during, especially during this COVID season, is the, the psychological stress that they undergo. And um, I have to say that uh, 
uh, a lot of it points to um, it, 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 the, the, the manner in which, you know, management, the, um, the management approach to um, the nurses or creating that, uh, that environment in which the nurses have to work. And, and, and I'll start from the, a, a particular weakness that is con continuously pointed out, and that being uh, that nurses are not involved at the policy decision table enough, you, you know, at, at, um, from, uh, from the beginning. Uh, Mr. Manor, one of the things that we, we have to acknowledge and accept is that the vast majority of the, 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 the human health workforce are nurses. Now, it has been accepted globally that nurses are the drivers or they, 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 they are the, 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 the face of the healthcare system. They provide the resilience to the healthcare systems. And so hospitals and working uh, clinic, any clinical care setting are, are to be set up to enable nurses to succeed. So that because when you have nurses succeed or the, the, you have successful, when nurses succeed, you have successful nursing care outcomes. And when nurses are, you know, dissatisfied, they, they, they have concerns and, and they are not heard, they are not allowed to, to, uh, to articulate or voice their concerns or they, you know, this, this would, um, create a you know a stress you know an unnecessary stress which which is added to the the um the already existing um stressful situation and so i believe that it is important that you know um nurse managers as well as um administrators government uh, ministers of health ministries of health um personnel should find or create opportunities for nurses to be able to articulate their concerns and to hear, you know, get their suggestions, hear their uh, suggestions, because whenever they're, they, they're, these agendas, health agendas they are, are made, uh, um, the strategies are made at you know at these high levels. Mm -hmm. When the rubber oh. hits the ground running, it is always the nurses who have to initiate or who are the driving forces of these strategies and initiatives. So I think it is important that the voice of nurses be allowed to to um, to be heard, even at the policy decision um, table and even up at the highest level. Um, you know, I, I, it, it is well known that nurses really are not allowed to, you know, to to give their their input mm -hmm. from the very. Let beginning. me bring in. Let, let me bring in Miss Jamela Francis, Miss Warner. Yeah, Miss Miss Francis. I I also wanted to uh, ask you if you if you touch uh, on the issue of the you know the 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 weight of the the work that nurses do. Um, you know, in my in my reading for this segment, I I, I encountered a, a, some commentary that spoke about um, uh, the the pain of losing a patient as a nurse. You know, interacting with different mm -hmm. people over time. Uh, forming bonds, yeah. forming hopes for them, and and having to to, to lose a patient. Um, can, can you speak to that at all in terms of, of of what nurses cope with in that regard? 
Well, here in St. Kitts, I can say that um, the nurse-patient ratio it is uh, extremely high in terms of um, we would have one nurse to sometimes 15 patients. That in and of itself provides an opportunity for, um, you know, failure for us to care properly for the patient. In truth and in fact, we are not able to provide the highest quality care that we want to provide to the patient. However, I must say that uh, the nurses have become more resilient and stronger over time, but that uh, is not an excuse for us not having proper staffing and not being able to provide quality care. It's not an excuse. But uh, um, when we lose a patient, it's extremely stressful on the nurse. We cry, we get all anxious, we get all broken down because the patient would have called for the nurse and because we are so overworked and overwhelmed, we wouldn't have been able to go to meet the care of the patient. And it's quite sad that we would have to work in situations like this. However, as I said, um, we are very resilient and we have worked very hard to ensure that we keep the place safe during this COVID-19 period. Ms. Warner spoke about uh, policy decisions. Here in St. Kitts, I must say though, we, our permanent Secretary of Health, Dr. Dolores Stapleton-Harris, she is a nurse. She was, uh, you know, first and foremost a nurse. And so um, being at the top level as the permanent secretary, she represents nursing and she's able to give a great impact, a great voice in policy decisions. We have our matron and we have nurse managers who also would give input and the community coordinators who would give input in terms of policy um, decisions that are made here in St. Kate. But when it comes down to actual staffing, staffing is a major issue here in St. Kate. And it affects the nurses on a psychological level because we are not able to provide the care that we need to provide to the patients. And so we end up losing persons. Uh, and, and coming back and to you. Can I, sure. can I just say sure, go ahead, yeah. add to that? The, the thing is, is staffing and, 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 and shortage of staff is the number one issue. And, and many times people may, you know, maybe the general public may, may, may think, well, you know, nurses are, every time the association president gets on the radio, she's always talking about it. But it it is important. And it's not just um, nurses are migrating, and it's not necessarily just because of money, but um, the, the, the nurses, the, 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 the shortage leads to uh, burnout. And and when nurses are burnout, you know, there there is... That is going to make room for, you know, medic for errors and for, um, of course, not being able, as Ms. Francis said, to give the quality of care that they desire to give. And that that generates a dissatisfaction among the nurses. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, it, it is important that I think that this issue be addressed. And there are recommended strategies. I, I remember the, as early way back in 2008, where the World Bank was um, commissioned to look at the issue um, and they, 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 of um, strengthening the nurse workforce in the English-speaking Caribbean. And they, they had put together with the nurses in the region, many of our nurse leaders involved in, in putting to, together what you call a manage, my, 
migration um, document in which they 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 there's specific recommendations that government can put in place um, and 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 try in order to um, mitigate about uh, against our nurses leaving and um, uh, and 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 create a, a, a safer which would create a safer um, work environment for the sake of patient and for for nurses themselves. Mm. Uh, just reading a message on the board here. Good afternoon. Wishing the nurses good health and every blessing for them and their families. Also thanking them for their service. Uh, another one. Uh, may God bless you and keep you safe. Uh, another one. Thank you for all your hours of hard work. Uh, just a few messages there coming in on the board. Um, thank com you. Thank <laughs> you very much. Coming back to you, Miss uh, Margaret Smith. Um, I would ask um, uh, what goes into a decision to uh, get into a career in nursing? Because it does take quite a bit. Um, what goes into a decision? Um, well, they, they, it's really left up to, to individuals who, um, and, and uh, frankly, as a nurse educator myself, that's, that's part of my background, um, the, the, the type of of, of um, persons that we would, at least when I was at the school, and I think it's the same approach that is used to attract to nursing, uh, persons who have this, uh, what we constantly um, refer to as a calling, a desire for service, a love for humanity, because those qualities will uh, are really important in um, you know, formulating that, that foundation. Uh, upon which the um, the knowledge and skills will be built, um, and a, a sort of a predictor as as to how that person is likely to um, uh, view the profession of nursing, their work once they get in, and even in difficult times, challenging times such as a pandemic, uh, how they will you know uh, conduct themselves in terms of. Uh, ensuring that they recognize their um, call to serve uh, and would be prepared to uh, face the, you know, to be on the front line, as we see um, a lot in a lot in the case of a lot of our nurses, when everyone was so uh, were panicking, literally, uh, the whole, you know, nation was in a state of panic. Economies around the world were collapsing. Nurses were heading towards the front line, and these are these are the nurses who are, you know, persons who recognize their call for duty, and would be prepared to um, to go go to the front line, and to care for those who are ill, and to serve in in various in various aspects of of the response. So I would say, what goes into uh, someone making a decision? Generally, when you ask these new um, recruits who come in for uh, training, uh, what really inspired them to become nursing um, nurses is because they, they they talk about the the love for 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 people and um, the a caring um, sort of a, um, you know a, if they just uh, wanting to care for people. Some of them also would have had. Uh, family members who um, were nurses in the past and may have contributed to the inspiration in them. But generally, these are persons who want to care for persons who love caring for for um, for um, others. 
and um, hence they choose nursing as a career path. Let me ask Ms. But Elnora Warner the um, uh, same question in that, uh, Ms. Elnora Warner, what goes into yeah. that decision in terms of... Yes, I, I would like to add to what uh, Margaret has said because uh, based on my experience and I myself, my background is a nurse educator. I've been in the nursing education for well over 30 years and um, one of the things I have found in, in, in even in going to schools and, and interacting with, with um, students uh, who are, you know, in, with career choices and so forth, is that uh, many of the many of the young persons who are desirous of coming into nursing, they 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 are not fully uh, aware of the the um, the 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 science the scientific processes and the scientific background that they need to to have to enter the profession yes nursing is an art and it's a science and and so one of the things in, in, in even from the pre preparation of school i remember one encounter i had with a a, a, a a young girl at one of these career days and she was of the view that she didn't need to have you know, do the sciences and so on. So I, I want to, as it were, bring to the awareness the the um the the, the kind of subject areas and this, the background that they do they do need to have because the nurses are are uh, the registered professional nurse is 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 supposed to be a somebody who practices autonomously who makes clinical decisions that um, would inform the um, um, nursing, both nursing and medical interventions. And so they, nurses do need to have that, that pre-scientific preparation to enter into nurses training with, you know, they have to study the bio and physical and the social sciences. Um, they have to be critical thinkers because they are with patients 24 seven. They have to observe um, all the, 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 the clients at they you know, they say the nurses are the doctor's eyes and, and ears, etc. And so based on nursing observations, you know, clinical decisions are made. And so I, I want to, you know, push that, that aspect. If you're going to decide to be a nurse, apart from all the caring, because caring, you know, nurses need the cognitive skills, the technical hands-on skill, and the interpersonal skills. They're all, all three of them are inextricably linked in order to have good client care um, outcomes. And so the nurse has to have a knowledge of the whole bio, biochemical milieu of the patient, knowing what is, you know, to, to pick up when things are going wrong. So it can be just so, oh, I love people, I care for people. Or loving the patient and caring for the patient, but not recognize that, look, this is, there is some physiological change that I need to alert you know, call the alert about or do something about because of the science, you know, the biological processes, the pathophysiological changes that are taking place is not going to help the patient. Let and me, so, you know, Yes, I just I, want to push that aspect. Mm -hmm. I just want to let Ms. Jamila Francis uh, answer that question as we end this segment. Um, what informs the decision to to get into a career in nursing, Ms. Jamila Francis? Uh, our last question for this segment. For me, I think that uh, um, here in St. Kitts, 
we um, enter nursing simply because we want to care. Simply because we want to care. However, um, we have had a problem with recruiting nursing personnel, as Miss Eleanor Warner has um, outlined, because um, the persons who um, want to come into nursing, they do not have the background in the science subjects, etc. that they need. Some of them don't even have the math. And although they may, they may want to enter the profession, they have to have these basics in order to come in. And it's, so it makes it very difficult for persons to actually enter the profession. And we cannot water down nursing just to get persons in. We have to ensure that persons are qualified to the level that they could provide quality care for our patients, or else it would be that we are compromising in the care. And so I would say to persons out there who are interested in nursing that you have to get that background. You have to be prepared. You have to come with the scientific base and to have the subjects in order to get into the nursing profession because caring alone is not enough. All right, and with that, we're going to end this segment here. We say thank you to Miss Margaret Smith. She's the Principal Nursing Officer here in Antigua and Barbuda. Also, uh, we were joined by Miss Elnora Warner, uh, who is President of the Caribbean Nurses Organization. Uh, and we were also joined by Miss Jamela Francis. Uh, she is the President of the St. Kitts and Nevis Nurses Association. Uh, thanks to all three of you ladies for joining us this afternoon. Thank, no you. thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you. Okay, bye. Mm -hmm.